0: What's up, church? I hope life is good, things are going well, family's doing good, but I'm excited to bring you this message today. Um, of course, you could always uh, let us know where you're from. If you've got any prayer requests, man, comment below. We would love to connect with you. And, and man, we just welcome you. ABU, Arne Benson Unified Church. Uh, we are looking to officially launch the church here pretty soon. I'm still trying to figure out a, a, a facility, trying to get that cleared um but it's coming okay so i'm excited for you but today let's jump into today's message um because i think it's a good one okay i feel like it's one that a lot of us can relate to and then maybe you're going through this season right now and so i pray that you would get a lot from this um because have you ever had a, a day where it seems like everything is going right like anything that you could ask like it's just everything's falling in place, everything's going great, man, you're just full of laughs and just joy and just love, and you're just like, man, it's just a, such a good day, right? Then the day ends, and you wake up the next day, you're like, man, yesterday was a really good day, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to today, because I'm expecting today just be like that. And so you're going in good spirits, right, you're excited for the new day, and then bam, something happens, the whole move changes, it flips, and you go from a, a day of praise to a day of rage, right? You're like, it seems like everybody's going out their way to go and mess with you and test you. And you're like, uh-uh, not today. I ain't feeling this today. Mm-hmm. Like, they better try Jesus. They better not try me because I throw hands. <laughs> I'll just play. But you know what I mean, right? It's like, man, it feels like the day you just had was a lifetime ago. And it doesn't make sense. You're just like, ah, man, this sucks. Well, today's message is called Tested. Okay? Tested. Every day, yes, is a day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and and to experience Him in in new ways and ways to praise Him. But that doesn't mean that it's always going to go the way that we like. It's always going to be enjoyable. It's not always going to come without a test. So that's today's message tested. Um, Because there's going to be days that you are tested, um, even though none of us really want to be, right? So let me pray, and then we'll jump into what we're reading and we'll go all into it. Uh, Father we just come to you right now uh, Just letting go Let it go Lord And we just pray that we would Hear you clearly That your servants are right here Lord And we're ready for what you have In store for each one of us And So uh, Father help calm our hearts Help calm our minds Help us focus on your voice So we can hear from you clearly So we can know what it is That you have for each one of us Uh, Because we know that you're trying to bring awareness in our life, that you're trying to sharpen us, you're trying to shape us and mold us um, so we could be more like your son. And so Jesus, help us be like you. And we know that you left your Holy Spirit so we could accomplish this, Lord. And so I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill each one of us up today and each one of us this week. Um, That it be you acting through us, uh, man, doing what you've asked of us today and every day moving forward. So would you come and meet with us right now, and would you each give us a word, and we just love you, and we thank you, because we come expecting you to speak to us, and just pray this in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Alright, so today, message tested, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 15, and I'm just going to give you some backstory, because we're going to read the second half of Exodus 15, but just to catch you up, if you never read the book of Exodus go back and read it, okay? You're like, man, I don't like the Old Testament. No, man. The whole Bible always got something to learn from. It doesn't matter. Uh, the New Testament, Old Testament, there's so much goodness in all of it, okay? Trust me, because God has used it all in my life. So we're going to be reading in Exodus, and Exodus is the history of God freeing the Israelites out of Egypt, because there was a time that they were captive, and and then Moses comes along and, and God reveals himself to Moses. And he tells Moses, hey, I'm going to use you to fill your people. You're going to fill the Israelites. And he's like, man, how are you going to use me, God? I ain't the one. He's like, no, I'm choosing you. I'm going to do it. Watching it happen. So he tells Moses, hey, you got to go to Pharaoh and all these things are going to take place. And it's going to, it's going to continue to, to prove that I am who I say I am. But it's also going to build to a climax that you are going to become free. And nobody's going to question that it was me that did it. And so that's exactly what happened. All these plagues and these events kept occurring until it got to the point that the Pharaoh said, man, y'all got to get out of here. I'm done messing with y'all. And he lets them go free. So then Moses and the Israelites, they're in the wilderness. They're leaving Egypt. They're finally free from captivity, free from being slaves for 400 years. And they're like, yes, like, man, I can't believe this is happening. And then some of Pharaoh's people come to him and like, you going to let these people live? Like, nah, man, you need to go get them back. Like, who's going to build it? Like, they were our slaves. They were all the labor. And the Pharaoh's like, man, you're right. Let's go get them. So he sends the troop to go back and bring the Israelites back. And then the Israelites see him coming. They're like, oh, my God, they're freaking out. They're like, we got to get out of here. Let's go. So they, they take off, right? And it gets to a point that the troops are on one side. There's a body of water, the Red Sea on the other side. The Israelites in the middle. And they're like, man, we just came out here to die. Like the whole time we've been free. Now we're going, this is how it's going to end. Moses, what's up? Where you got and Moses is freaking out too and God makes a way Moses lifts up the staff parts the Red Sea Israelites go through the Red Sea and then has the uh... E- Egyptian troops try to catch them the Red Sea closes kills a lot of them bam they're free so Israelites is free God has done it again God has provided and everybody is is chirping out and man they're just praising God and so at the beginning of chapter fifteen is this thing called a song of deliverance like there's a whole song that the Israelites were singing to God, just praising them, because they realized, man, He did everything He said He was going to do. He was extremely faithful, even when we doubted, even when we questioned, even when we weren't as faithful as we should have been. And never wavered who God was and what He said He was going to do. So they have this whole song of deliverance, and then we're going to pick up in chapter and verse fifteen. I mean, chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two, the second half uh, of this uh, book, and so. Let's dive right in. Uh, Chapter 15, verse 22, it says this. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in the desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Merah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Merah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a place of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at that the Lord set before them the following decrees as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping up all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Merah, the Israelites traveled on the oasis of Elam, where they found twelve springs and seventy palm trees. They camped beside the water. all right, so we just said right they had a song deliverance three days in during this new journey, and God has said, I'm going to free y'all, but I'm also going to send y'all to the promised land of A land of flowing milk and honey. So they're like, ooh, that sounds good. We're going to be free. We ain't going to be oppressed. We ain't going to be slaves. God's going to be providing us with all this stuff. Let's do it. We all in, right? Three days later, where they find themselves? In the desert. No water. They tripping. And this is the thing, church. We can't let the pains of the journey rob us of its purpose. Okay? Don't let the pains of the journey rob you of its purpose. In verse 22, it says, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert. They traveled in the desert for three days without finding any water. Can you imagine? Man, you're three days in. All this stuff had just happened. Now you start to look around. You're like, so this doesn't look like the promised land yet. Like, where are we at? Like, I mean, we ain't had nothing to drink for a couple of days. So you know they were feeling some type of way. And God never mentioned how long it was going to take to reach the promised land. And so I bet they were starting to question themselves like, I mean, how much longer do we got? Like, you know how kids are, right? I mean, how much longer do we have? Oh, that's where they found themselves at. But we all say that we want to follow Jesus, right? And then he takes us on a new path. And then we start to do the same thing. We start to look around and be like, Man, this don't look like I imagined it was going to look. And we start to question, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I made the right choice with this. See, it's easy to start allowing the pains of what you're going through, the pains of the journey, rob you of its purpose. We need to remember that every new journey brings new challenges. So something that wasn't a problem before, that wasn't an issue, it might be in this new journey. It might be in this new environment that God has led you in. Um, But there's purpose in it. I mean, the Israelites went from a place of oppression to a place of uncertainty. And I think we would all agree that we'd rather be unsure than be in a place that we're being oppressed. But when you go from a routine of knowing what to expect to having more questions than answers, man, that lack of stability that you once knew that was common, man, it can become terrifying when you don't have it anymore. Uh, Because you start to look around you're like, oh man, this... This is tough, man. This is, man, I, I think at the beginning of the journey, wasn't even this bad for us. And you start to have all these questions, right? Because we can end up missing the blessings uh, because we allow ourselves to get caught up in the mess of less, right? Because what you, what you once had, now it feels like you have less than what you did before. It's not your focus on what you don't lack and what you don't have anymore instead of missing what God has already given you. Because when you're feeling desperate, it's easy to retreat and return to what you know. That's the truth. When you find yourself in that corner, you start freaking out. Man, what are you going to do? Are you going to trust God? Are you going to press into him? Or are you going to run back to what you know? Because you're like, you know what? At least I knew what to expect. That sound familiar? Because that happens too often. You know something isn't good for you. But, man, you know what it is. And so you're like, you know what? Maybe if I go back to that, like, yes, it's not good. But I know God can do a work in anything. Maybe he'll do a work in that. And then some people sometimes run back to the things that were causing harm. Man, i got to speak some truth to you today. If God leads you out of that place, out of that situation, then maybe it's a place you never need to be in to begin with. I know that we all enjoy comfort in this life. It's something we desire. But when we find comfort in the wrong things, it's going to always compromise growth. That God has for you. And a lot of times to have growth. He's going to have to take you in some uncomfortable things. So you can receive it. So church let me speak some truth to you right now. You will never experience freedom. Returning to a place of captivity. You will never experience freedom. Returning to a place of captivity. If that place that you were just left. Was always harmful to you. Then returning to it is not going to change the outcome. It's still going to be harmful to you. So even though this new season that God is leading you to, it's not easy at the beginning, man, trust me, God is faithful. He knows what he's doing. Don't let the pains of what you're going through rob you of the purpose that he has for it. Amen? In verse 23 says, When they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Mara, which means bitter. What you don't understand right now doesn't change that God is still in control. We could find ourselves in a place that we thought was going to bring relief, right? We're like, oh man, God's leading me here. I'm excited. And then we go there and we're like, I don't feel like nothing's changed. I feel like I'm still in the struggle. I feel like, man, it's still hard. Okay, that's all right. You see, sometimes God has to do things differently because he wants you to receive something specifically. Okay? Sometimes God has to do things differently so you can receive something specifically. And this is what I mean: if any water they would have came across, filled them up and satisfied them, it would have been hard to stay focused and be committed to God. And that's the same truth for us, right? If anything that comes our way, it it captures the thing that we needed in that moment um, better than what God would have done, then it's going to be hard to to trust God because we're going to be focused like I could get this from here, I could get this from here, because it's hard to buy into something that you could get from somewhere else. But when there's nowhere else to get it, when there is no other options, when there's only one source to receive it, and then you go to him, you go to this source, you begin to realize, dang, you know what, all this other stuff that was being offered, I never needed to begin with. Like, he was the only thing that I needed to begin with. And it helps you realize that. Because you have to understand that having a knockoff is never going to compare to having the original. Okay, it's not going to match it, it's not going to be sufficient, it doesn't compare. It's always going to leave you short, and it's always going to leave you bitter. There's a verse in Proverbs that I love, and it reminds me of all of this. It's in chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. That's a hard thing to do, right? To trust something whenever you don't have full understanding of it. But that's what God asks of us. And He asks us that. Because he wants to show that what he does are things that only he can do. And that even though we're always looking to have the answers right, we always want to find comfort in knowing everything. Uh, There's a lot of things that he keeps from us in moments. um, Because he wants us to depend on him instead of depending on on all these things. Too many times people focus on the blessing instead of the blesser. And we got to focus on him instead of the things that he provides that we needed in that moment. And that's what this reminds me of, okay? Because not everywhere the Lord leads, it's always going to be comfortable. It's always going to make sense. It's always going to be enjoyable. Um, It's always going to feel like we have everything that we need. But it will always have purpose. And it's always going to point back to Him. And it's always going to show that at the end of the day, He was the only thing that we ever needed to get through everything. So don't let the pains of the journey rob you of its purpose. Here's the second thing that I want you to take away today. People may lose faith, but God never does. People may lose faith, but God never does. In verse 24, it says, Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? They demanded. Mm. You see, none of us are immune from having a bad moment. For the Israelites, man, they're three days in. They're already in their motions. they already been going through a lot. And it built up, and it got poured out on the one that was closest to them that was actually trying to help them. The same's true for us. When mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that we're weak, we're drained. All these things that have been building up, if we're not careful, they can get poured out on everybody around us. It happens. Uh, for me, man, I, I love my family. I love my kids. But I'm, I'm, I'm human, right? And I've had moments that, man, I've allowed my frustrations, the things that I'm going through, be taken out on them. Okay, and it's not to say that crazy stuff happened, but sometimes I may have said things, or I may have been not the nicest that I should have been, or I've re- responded in a negative way, because I'm thinking about some things that affected me negatively. And we have to be careful that we don't allow, uh, man, the way that we get worked out, worked up, uh, man, get poured out on those around us. Because it happens. Uh, you might be like, well, well pass Firm, don't you trust God? And, and yeah, man, how are you going to have those moments? Well, Man, it happens, okay? Man, there's been moments that I've lost faith. And when I say I've lost faith, it's not saying that I didn't believe in God. What I'm saying is I misplaced my faith. And and the moment that I should have been clinging to it, I ended up trying to take things in my own hands. I ended up going to survival mode and trying to force a, a solution, force the issue. Instead of trusting on the one that is the solution. And so we have to be careful. Careful, church. Man, don't lose your faith. Don't misplace your faith, Okay? Because of what you're going through is difficult. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean that it is for God. In fact, he's actually going to use this to make a a marker in your life. So you can always look back and see how he was faithful. And we see this in the next verse, 25. It says, So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Mara, Mara." That the Lord said before them, the following decrees has a standard to test their faithfulness to him. Because Moses has been right there with them through this whole time. He's been going through it too. But instead of responding the way that they did and losing faith and misplacing his faith, trying to force a solution, he clung to his faith. And he did what he knew to be true. And church, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that we could be people that would respond like this when we find ourselves in these situations. That we wouldn't lose faith, but we would cling to it, crying out to the Lord. Because he did that before he spoke, before he acted on his emotions. He cried out to seeking the Lord and his help. And church, that's what we need to do too. Because if we never learn a healthy way to process what we're going through, we're always going to do one of the two things. One, we're either going to always run back to the thing that was harmful for us in the first place. Or we're going to create new ways that are no better Um uh, Than the things that we just came from. And we have to stop the madness. We have to press into God. Because he is faithful. Okay. He provided what they needed in the moment. And then he went a step ahead. And and did more than what they could have asked. Uh, But just because they didn't understand it. Or they didn't like it. uh, Man it doesn't mean. That what they're going through in that moment doesn't have value in it. And the same is true for us. Because he uses what we're going through to test exactly where we are in our faith. And you can be like, oh man, that's kind of cruel. That's mean. That's No, nah, that's love, man. That's that's somebody that's going to keep it real with you. Somebody that's going to say, hey man, you know what? You're not where you think you are. And I, I want you to become aware of this so you can work to becoming better from this. Okay? So he's not trying to keep you in a place of pain, but he's trying to help you always press forward and go forward. Okay, Because God knows the goodness of what he has for you. Uh, but if we aren't equipped and we aren't prepared for that, then we're going to end up mismanaging it. and We're going to end up missing um, something that was supposed to help us out and supposed to be a blessing and push us forward. And there's been many times that we see the ending of what it's going to be, but we're not prepared, we're not ready for it, but we still jump all the way in and we go straight to the ending and then we find ourselves drowning in it and, and just struggling to survive. And man, God loves you enough. Man, to make you aware of this, to help sharpen you, to help grow you, um, to help you see those blind spots. Uh, but he also is, is trying to do more than make you survive. He's trying to help you thrive in this life um, so you could do more than what you could imagine, so you could, man, be a light greater than what you could have even thought and bring him more glory in this life. Okay? So we have to be careful, church. What we do with our faith, man, don't lose your faith, don't misplace your faith. Uh, be like Moses, let's cling to our faith, let's, let's press more into God because we know that He is faithful. And here's the third thing I want us to get. Don't let your ears deceive you. In verse 26 it says, if you, will willingly, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what He says is right in His sight, obeying His commands and keeping all His decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. We see that it all starts by listening. And we choose who we listen to. And not everything that we hear is what we need to be listening to. They aren't always the source, okay? So we have to be careful not to just seek His face, but also seek His voice. Because He warns us, be careful. What we listen to influences what we do. And what we believe we're doing is right. Um, Just because we believe what we're doing is right... Doesn't automatically make it right in his sight. And it could be like, man, uh, uh I just for an example, if I'm out writing about and I have a friend and he's not even a believer, but he's like, Man, that girl's checking you out, bro, like you should go talk to her. And I'm like, nah, bro, like I'm married, I, I don't get down like that. He's like, nah, it's cool, it ain't no big thing. And if he gets to a point that he convinces me, and I end up convincing myself, and I'm like, Yeah, it's, it's cool, it's not a big thing. And then I go and do this. Just because I believe what I was doing was right doesn't make it right, right? It's it's still wrong, and even if, if the, the guy I was with it was a believer and something else, it's a totally different situation. And he's telling me, ah, man, don't worry, man. God says He'll forgive you, or God says this and that. Um, but I don't go and talk to God about this, and God doesn't tell me this, and He doesn't confirm this. Then I could find myself doing the wrong thing, but believing that I was right in what I was doing, and that doesn't make it right, okay? So we have to be very careful um, that we're trying to listen to his voice first, that we're always making sure that everything that we're doing in this life matches up with his voice, matches up with his word, and that it brings him honor and glory, okay? Because when we do do this, when we're focused on listening to his voice, and we do what he's shown to be right, man, being obedient, which is something that people scare, like, oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard. No, it becomes a natural product of listening, because when you listen, you're supposed to respond to what you're listening to. And a natural product of responding and listening to his voice is obedience. Even without, you know, breaking your neck trying to do something, okay? Um, so we have to be careful to what we listen to. Because um, the enemy's always trying to sneak in there and, and say little things and be real slick. Because uh, he's trying to attack our minds because he knows that's one way he could come at us. Um and if you do find yourself in, in a place that you realize, you know what, I haven't been listening to his voice. I've I've been trying to justify what I'm doing and it isn't right. And and he's making me aware of this today. Man, I want you to know, like, stop right now. It's OK. Today, right now is a moment to get right with God and to move forward from this, because God is a forgiving God. And he always meets us exactly where we're at. And he loves us right where we're at. And he's willing to help us get to where we need to go. Um, But it stops right now. And it starts right now. And so, man, he's willing to forgive and help you get back on track. And no matter if it's right now in this moment, it's a couple years from now, it's a couple days from now, a couple hours from now. Man, let's always go to God and help us get realigned and get back on track to where he has us. Verse 27 it says, after leaving uh, Mara, the Israelites traveled on the traveled onto the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. Mm, I love that. Because you think about their journey, right? This whole time they've been traveling. They finally make it to a place. They think there's going to be water. Nope. And then finally, after tripping out on Moses, God provides water after Moses throws the, the wood in the water and it gets better. Then he brings his degrees and he talks about, you know, being faithful to him. And then what does he do afterwards? He blesses them. Because on the other side of our test, of our struggles, of our pains, of our frustrations, there's always fruit from our journey. Uh, they went from no water to having God do a work providing water that was drinkable and then giving them even more that they could have asked for. What did it say? It said like 12, uh, 12 springs and 70 palm trees. Man, that's so good. So we have to make sure that we're trying to stay the course, even going through it when it's tough, when it's difficult. uh, Because the other side has so much good stuff to come for us. He didn't say it would be easy, but he did say it would always be worth it. And the enemy knows, like I said, the quickest way to attack us is to get us off course and attack the things that we listen to um, and attack our minds through that. But God wants us to be aware of it, to be prepared for it, and always working to hear from Him. Amen? So my challenge for all of us this week, stay the course. Stay the course. And this is how you're going to stay the course when you're on this journey with God through the whole life. Is you remain, you you remind yourself uh, that where God is leading you, it has purpose. Um, So even when you're going through a place and it's difficult and it's painful, Man, maybe God is pruning. He's stripping off some things that you didn't need to be carrying. Or he's making you aware of some things. Or he's going to be birthing um, new strengths and new purposes out of that season. Man, it has purpose in it. Trust him. He's taking you to that place for a reason. A lot of times it might be saving you from something. It might be growing you in new ways. But there's purpose into what you're going through. And then what do we got to do? clean to our faith right we don't want to lose faith we don't want to misplace our faith we want to cling to our faith and you could do that by meditating on his word. so if you read his word today man, think about that throughout the day think about what you read and and ask god man speak to me man what are you trying to say through this and and keep reading it and, and keep speaking his word over your life and keep praying it and, and spend time listening when you're praying okay and this is what i mean just sit there Ask God something, talk to Him, or just sit there and say, Man, God, speak to me. It reminds me of what me and my wife Desiree uh, read the other day in First Samuel chapter 3. And it talked about, um, you know, Samuel was a young boy and he's under um, the prophet Eli, I believe. And uh, Eli is telling him, Man, just go back to bed because Samuel keeps getting up, like, You call me, you call me. And he's like, No. And Samuel, I mean, Eli finally realized, man, it's God trying to talk to Samuel for the first time. And he tells Samuel, hey, when you go back and lay down and you hear somebody call your name again, tell him, Lord, I, I'm here. Your faithful servant is, is ready for you to speak. And he's like, That I'm, I'm ready to listen. He said, so we need to be listening, expecting him to speak to us, but also remind our position that we're the servant, okay? He's not our servant. We're his servant. And it just reminded me. Too many times we we go to pray to God and we do all the talking and we don't do any of the listening. Man, we got to listen for his voice. Amen. Listen for his voice. Um, We got to do that. And we got to keep listening to the voice and just remember that he's Jehovah Jireh, right? He's the provider. He's always going to help you. He's the God of the hills and the valleys. And you can't stand on the mountain and overlook all the places that you've been through without going through the valleys to get there. And so, man... Stay the course this week, church. I, I pray this brought you some encouragement. I pray this uh, spoke some life into you. And man, I, I pray that it sharpened your faith. And even though you might look around, you'd be like, man, this, this is a tough season. It's a season that has purpose. And I'm excited to see the fruit that's going to come from it and how it's going to provide for you and your faith, but also for those around you. So church, have a good week. I love y'all. Let me pray for you. And that's it. Father, I just thank you for your faithfulness, Um, even when we're not faithful to you. um, Even when we try to force the issue or or make things our own way, Lord, um, it doesn't change the fact that you love us and that you're going to help us through it. So, Father, I just pray that you would help us be aware of our blind spots, uh, that you would lead us into a place uh, that we're sensitive to your voice, that we respond, um, reacting in a way that honors you and doing what's right in your sight. That we would cling to our faith, Lord, and even when we find ourselves in a valley. going up a tough hill or coming across different obstacles um, that we would just praise you um, because we know that you're going to use it for a purpose that we need uh, for something that you have to come And so, father we just thank you thank you thank you for all that you're doing in our life right now and all the ways um, that you're working behind the scenes and all the ways that you're working ahead of us and all the ways that you're providing exactly what we need in each one of these moments father thank you uh, because you are so good to us and so Holy Spirit Just help us uh, be an extension of you this week and fulfill this purpose and this word that you've spoken to us. Father, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Have a good week. Remember, stay the course. Bye.